I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. We're the Turkey Boys. I'm Scott Sweeney here with Ryan Ankner. How are you, friend? What's happening, Hoops? I mean, it's I'm doing all good. Happening. I'm glad you're doing well. I am too. Mm. And well, we're being very cordial up top here. A couple of fine gentlemen. A couple of class acts. Oh, yeah. And speaking of which, I thought we'd clear any ripples in the water from sure. our Morbius review <laughs> last week, which not enough people noticed was a joke. Got a lot of fan feedback where people just thought we actually saw and enjoyed the new Jared Leto motion picture Morbius. Surprise, motherfucker. And it's been upsetting me, the fact that we the- weren't sarcastic enough and people thought we... Well, that was the gag, right? That was, we were trying to, folks, we tricked you in our April Fool's joke last week. It was April 1st. We never saw Morbius Mm. and we never will. And you've been had. We're uh, twisted like the Joker. Yeah. Like Jared Leto has portrayed. And uh, yeah, I will watch Morbius when it comes to like stars in three and a half weeks though, (laughs) just to see how much of a turkey it is. While we're on Morbius, mm. that's newsworthy, I feel like. Yes. Isn't it getting like annihilated in the box office? Like the numbers suck, the critics hate it. Well, I think it made a decent amount of money for like a for what it was, like a superhero movie about a character nobody knows named Morbius. I feel like anything with the Marvel stamp on it's gonna make dough though. Yeah. This is in like the the Venom verse. Mm. Like the Sony Marvel side universe. Right. Where they're like, I guess this is a thing. Venom made money, so here's Morbius. I still don't fully understand how the Marvel, um, Sony, Spider-Man deal all went down. It was like they wanted the rights to do more Spider-Man movies, and Sony was just like... Well, Sony has had the rights since like the early 2000s. With the, the Tobey Maguire ones. that was Those were Sony. Yeah. And that was before Marvel started making their own movies, and they sold the rights to some of their bigger characters. Okay. And then after time went on, they're like, we want to throw Spider-Man into the Avengers and stuff. So they they made a little deal so they could both make billions of dollars. We had a deal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Morbius, a real review of Morbius will come at a later date. Your review of Morbius, we should say. <laughs> oh, shit. He's out. Um, I love that no one questioned me seeing it. Like, that's not a movie I would see. Mm. I'm a Isn't cunt. It, I'm a cunt about going to things. <laughs> Although I am on a bit of a JT kick, or a JL kick, rather. Yeah. I do love him. He's and- so good in that fucking WeWork show. I know I talked about it every week since it started, but I'm, I'm loving it. He, he gets into his characters. He's a worker. He yeah. goes for it. I'll give him that. Actually, I saw a news story that uh, on the set of Morbius, his character is, I guess, paralyzed before he becomes a vampire or whatever the <laughs> hell is going on. Like Monty? Yeah. Monty could be the new Morbius in mm. the uh, multiverse. What is his superpower? I don't even know. But like on the set of Morbius, Jared Leto 
got so into like he's a method actor type guy yeah definitely and he would like hobble to the bathroom to take breaks even though he didn't have to just because you know he's that sucks deep in character is dr michael morbius i feel like being super in character is like obviously it's all the most talented guys but if i worked on a movie set i'd be like you can you can stop yeah imagine all the crew watching him like hobble to the bathroom like as dr michael morbius just being like god i fucking hate this dude why is he like this like some key grip who makes like 50 grand a year just like fuck this guy it's like look at him go boof um, and I had a fun little movie moment today when I was uh, delivering some televisions to a hotel in Rhode Island. Oh, the uh, the manager like came out and told me like where to bring everything in and mm-hmm. referred to me as the transporter, like the Jason Statham series. <laughs> Are you sure he wasn't just calling you trans? Yeah, that might have been it. <laughs> Someone help this trans fellow with these uh, packages. <laughs> Miss, would you do you need a place to put those televisions? But I just loved uh, being referred to as the transport. I was like, hey, bro, fucking. Did you beat the shit out of like six guys <laughs> yeah. and then just toss the TVs all around the lobby? I was wearing a dope suit and I started doing cool kick moves and then I peeled out of there. Jason Statham would have been fucking wild. There's only two of those movies, right? I'm glad you asked because there's actually three and they tried to reboot it. And How'd that work out for him? Not well at all. Nobody but me saw it. Shelved? No, it got released. I feel like it was, must have been shelved at some point. I think it was called The Transporter Refueled. Sick. <laughs> Dope. Like he himself is fueling back up or? I mean, I'm, I'm not, not a, I'm not, not a Statham guy. Like he rocks in a few things. Like I really liked that dumb movie, London. <laughs> And it's a bad rewatch. I must. It's aged horribly. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell or Chris uh, Evans rather just pacing around on coke, mm. like with stupid 2006 hair. Very forgettable indie. Oh yeah. It's aged like as bad as Puncture. Statham's one of those guys who always plays himself, but I don't mind it. Mm. It upsets me. The Rock doing it. Statham. I'm just like, give me more. The, of the same thing that you do in Wrath of Man was very good. It was. And I'm not even that into Guy Ritchie. Yeah. He's been on a run of like, he made that new Aladdin movie that had no business existing. So it was, I was surprised by it. Uh, Wait, Guy Ritchie did Aladdin? He did. How, how am I missing that? Jesus Christ. I mean, that stinks. But yeah, the, he finally like made a real movie again. And Statham's got The Expendables 4 coming out, probably like Crank 3. I'm sure he's got a bunch in the pipeline. Uh, Harrison Ford has been cast in his first major television role. Alongside Jason Siegel in a new Apple TV Plus series from the Ted Lasso team. It has that other guy who plays the soccer player from Ted Lasso in it too, right? Yes. Whose name I'll never remember. I think it's Brett Goldstein. All right. He's in. But yeah, the series will follow a grieving therapist who starts to break the rules and tell his clients exactly what he thinks. Is Harrison Ford the therapist? Yes. Oh, no, right, no, let just, me let me tell you what. Let you me put do. my earring in, and we'll get the session started, Callista. <laughs> I hear that Indiana Jones Five finally wrapped. Where's Mutt Williams? That cursed production. Uh, yeah, I want to see the fifth Indiana Jones just for that one line of dialogue where they explain what happened to Shia LaBeouf's character, Mutt Williams. Is he watching the kids? Like Brian's <laughs> watching the kids. I guarantee it's something like that. Like, oh well, Mutt went off to. You know, live that family life. 
Anyways, here's the new sidecar. Just Short beat, round is Beating back women senseless, throwing them down the stairs. <laughs> they ride that into it. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Love you, bud. Cackling out and alleged. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> He's back. Speaking of Apple TV Plus, Severance, that hot new Ben Stiller-directed series starring Adam Scott that we've mentioned here on the program, just got renewed for season two. I have no clue where they're going to go with it. Mm. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's losing me a little bit. It's still, like, really well done and interesting, and, like, I dig the way that it looks, and, like, yeah, I just don't know how much more are we going to do with, you know, within that office. I'm still way behind. Oh, I feel like I'm I don't still want, on like. Episode. I'm afraid I'll spoil something. Yeah, it's all right. I think I mentioned this on the show, but I just keep forgetting about it, even though it's very good. Something about Apple TV Plus. Yeah, you oh. forget that it exists. I'll, I like that you've forgotten that it exists because we're on the same account. And if you're yeah. like into a show and you've already watched it before me, I get all fucked up. Yeah. So it's better for you to be lagging way behind. Okay. If you're in there ahead of me and then I dive in, I'm like, wait, did I? <laughs> We've had like 30 minutes into an episode and been like, we've seen all of this. I'm an idiot. Us like intercepting each other's turkeys. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Or it happened the other night with um, House of Gucci because we went upstairs to finish it and then it resumed at your part. And I was like, we saw, because I'd already seen it. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, well, of course I've seen this. I've seen it, but I did I see it tonight or did I see it yeah. six months ago? I think I'm like halfway through it. You still haven't finished it. No. What don't you like about it? I don't think it's great, but I do think it's very funny. And like, it's entertaining, but it's not like... Jared Leto as Paolo Gucci. <laughs> it's like, oh, my designs. Like, Bella. La, la, bella, bella. Yeah, he makes it pretty watchable. Oh, yeah. And silly. His big tummy and his bald head. And Pacino and Jeremy Irons is in there. Jeremy it's, Irons is know. probably doing the most work out of all of them on some level it's just like a cast of heavy hitters like everyone on the cast is solid yeah it's a movie i was like this isn't very good but i'm not bored like i'm i'm enjoying it i gotta finish that it's going mm. back on the list did you see that kanye west dropped out of coachella a word they were supposed to pay him 8.5 mil that's what's called his quote. Mm. And the weekend caught wind of this as he was taking because the weekend and swedish house mafia are stepping in to take the spot Oh, sure. And I don't know if they're going to divide the eight and a half between the two of them because the number is very public. And I think The weekend said he's out if they don't give him the same number that Kanye got. And there's probably no way that Swedish House Mafia is not going to ask for a few million too. Who is Swedish House Mafia? <laughs> you that- never heard of them? No. They're like a huge, they're more like, I guess they're international, but they're very big like DJ group. From Sweden, I'm guessing? Yes. Okay. They are in fact Swedish. Nailed they're it. huge though. Okay, fuck, I'm not hip, and I don't know about Swedish House Mafia. I mean, Mafia. They're, they're a couple years from being relevant. I'll just play you their biggest hit. Yeah, give me a little bit of it. You know who they are, man. You've heard this. I'll play a song that you've definitely heard before. I'll probably be like, oh, They this, did do a fire. recent two or three songs with The Weeknd, actually, but the, their biggest song is probably Don't You Worry Child, and I'll play a little second of it here. I like to imagine The Weeknd wearing like one of his... P- Paper mache like head things that he does in all his videos, getting all fired up about. I'm gonna skip to the, the Coachella dough. I mean, the fans know. Is this know some I'm, weird remix? Fans know I'm a big techno guy. This does sound remixy. 
No, it's just the intro. There we go. You've definitely heard this. Sounds kind of familiar. Sounds all right. All right, everybody. We're here at uh, the Chill Zone Club. Come on to the dance floor and... This is basically just the sports corner with EDM in the background. Yeah. You gotta. You can only do uh, dances from movies. You can do like the Pulp Fiction dance. It's got to be something recognizable that we can talk about. I would hate having all those people down here. Oh, just, you don't want to turn your basement into a club? No. Fuck. Just touching everything. <laughs> Playing with all my action figures. Somebody starts building the Seinfeld set. I'm like, I'm not ready for that yet. There's four cats in this house. Someone's going to ruin it. You recognize this, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is a cat. It's very, like, European-y. That song was probably playing at the Father Stew premiere that was in Boston the other night. Hey, how are you? I was jealous that... I have some Mark Wahlberg news, too. We're down in my corner. Yeah. Hey. Your sister lives near the theater that it was happening in. She got to send us some some snapshots. Oh, yeah. She FaceTimed me and goes, check this out, and just turned the camera around, and I was looking at Mark Wahlberg through the window. It was the funniest. Like, what neighborhood do you have to live in to be able to look out your window and see Mark Wahlberg? And I know it's like a once-a-year thing. There's like something going on over there. Mm. But they are in. They have a, a view of a hotel right there, too, that a lot of celebrities stay at, and you can legit see them coming in and out. And it's a pretty cool spot. It's like the one upside to living in the city. Otherwise, I'm like such a 20 minutes away kind of guy. Yeah. We should have stormed down there with like poster boards that said, uh, Mark, come on the show. Like with a with a group of guys from Chinatown, like give us back our site. Yeah. I'm dressed up as the wall burglar. We I'm should not have even, done a whole thing. I'm not even trying anymore with Mark Wahlberg blinding an Asian man jokes. I just I, like throw I out <laughs> throw the laziest non-written shit ever. Uh, yeah. um, speaking of Wahlberg, though, did you notice he listed his Beverly Hills home for $87.4 million? That's a lot of million dollars. Right? Beverly Hills. Are you telling me he fucking left Boston? He doesn't live in the Bean anymore? I'm sure he has a place here, but he his Beverly Hills house, he listed it for $87.4 million. There's no fucking way someone's going to pay that. Sometimes when the missus is mad at me, I sleep at the Hingham Wahlburgers. Yeah, underneath the fry ladies. Yeah. I'm covered in roaches and rats, <laughs> but it's better than anything else because I can wake up at three in the morning, drink a bunch of burger grease, and then go for a run around the fucking harbor. How are you? Yeah. I'm going to start in the live action Bob's Burgers, and <laughs> it's just going to be Wall's Burgers. It's going to be sick. Scotty's working. Father on it. Stu is going to get panned. Yeah, I feel like they're keeping under wraps the fact that Mel Gibson's even in this movie. I saw. A What's couple up with posters. Wahlberg sneaking him into movies? I mean, they're a duo. They uh, they're an alliance. I mm. feel like they probably align on a lot of fucked up topics. His character made almost no sense in Daddy's Home too. Just like, oh, and then my dad's coming that wasn't here last time. I always make sense. They wrote in him and Lithgow. And it's just like, what is this? Daddy's Home 2, one of your favorite movies. Daddy's Home 2 is in my top five of all time. Oh. All time. Okay. I don't know how to respond to such a thing. No? <laughs> Moving along. Uh, how about that Ezra Miller stuff? Oh, him, uh, they, once again, the Flash has been put on hold. Yeah. I had such a, like, 
Yeah, like, I guess he's been, I think we touched on it a bit last week. He's been, like, running amok in Hawaii, like, fucking with people and, like, making scenes in bars and Yeah, didn't he, like, like hold somebody hostage or something to some degree? Like, he, like, held a woman in a hotel room or something? Yeah. We're, like, speaking out of school now. I could just Google it, but. But, yeah, it was something like that. Where something I was, like, weird. I was like, why isn't this a bigger story? This seems pretty wacky. <laughs> And it was any, so does that mean Suicide Squad is in, having an issue as well? Well, no, the Warner Brothers and DC executives evidently had an emergency meeting to discuss Ezra Miller's future with the studio following all this, because I think they finished filming The Flash, the oh. movie that went through like development hell. I think it it's finally it's done. Like, yeah. And they're not going to put it out now. No, they're probably going to put it out, but they're not going to make any more with him. When he probably, if it did well, they were probably going to... What if it does really well? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's so funny how poorly everything went for them. Like, they're like, we'll do what Marvel did. We'll have an Avengers with all these. They planned all these movies. 90% of them didn't happen. The ones that did are, like, horrible (laughs) for the most part. I I think that it's... Unless you are Marvel... And mm-hmm. you're trying to make superhero movies. Like, DC obviously has success. I mean, although yeah. the Batman wasn't a DC movie. No, it was. But it was. It wasn't in this universe. I get that, so like, confused with hero stuff, man. Okay. Well, that's because they made it confusing. Like, Thank you for making me feel better about that. But It's, it's a whole mess. It's absurd. But it'll be funny to see what uh, they cobble together. And I also saw that Aquaman 2 got delayed a couple months, which you hate to see. I think I shut the first one. How fucking dare you? I legitimately love Aquaman, folks. If you haven't seen it, it's on HBO Max. I legitimately yeah, you don't even, That's not even a bit, guys. He actually loves that movie. Mm-hmm. Did you see... Can I take us down to the sports corner Please, quickly? I'd, I'd love that. I haven't done it in a while. Oh, I got a little right. sports news. Yeah, you go. All right, men. Uh, take him out. Okay, dick out. All right. Uh... Soccer girl Hope Solo was arrested for a DUI with her kids in the car. Like Han Solo, um, Ho- er. Hopefully the kids uh, were are okay. Hopefully. What was your news? You gotta do the voice. <laughs> I, I can't do the voice. But I did see a fun story that Magic Johnson said he's seen every <laughs> Batman movie, adding that he saw the most recent iteration starring Robert Pattinson that I just mentioned on the day it opened and said, quote, it didn't disappoint. Let's just hope he didn't get cut in the theater and bleed over any of the patrons. Yes, that would be. <laughs> Make sure in, uh, to not get uh, Magic Johnson's blood on you. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Sports. That would be a wild happening. Magic roaring over to the concessions <laughs> desk like, <laughs> I need a Band-Aid. I cut myself. Do you have My blood now? is filthy. <laughs> Just spraying. Like a Monty Python. Like, it's only a flesh wound. Like, spraying all over the crowd. I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm just doing promo for winning time. Everything's chill. I feel I heard somewhere that it was either him or Kareem that was like not into winning time and like didn't like the way that they were portrayed. I think Mm. it was magic, actually, because I think he spent, I don't know, probably the better part of three decades rebranding himself after being like the guy who had sex with everybody and got AIDS. Mm. (laughs) And now he's probably like, I have a family and I'm a nice man and I'm rich. So my AIDS is gone. (laughs) That's the angle he wants to play now. Yeah, I think it'll work. And the Will Smith stuff—he's really—they're really running him through the uh, through the ringer. 
They've mm. canceled like everything he was working on. He had that Fast and Loose movie that they stole the title from me about. And that was for Netflix. They canceled that. Bad Boys 4 is like on that's ice. A, that's tough. That's a hit for me, yeah. That is. The third one was awesome. Fun movie. And there was a planned, I guess there was a planned biopic about Will Smith's life that uh, Apple TV was going to make. And now they've reportedly withdrawn their bid for the rights to that. He's also banned from being at any Oscar-related event for a decade. Yeah, 10 years. Which is, seems, this is all a little excessive. Yeah. It's, I feel like he should just have to apologize to Chris Rock publicly or something. Yeah, that right. But yeah, the I don't even know why they would be making a Will Smith biopic. It's like you made Fresh Prince, and there's the new Fresh Prince. I know that's not like a straight up biopic, but no. isn't that like the gist of his story? It's like, do we need another one? We don't. But Will Smith, prior to the part that's the most frustrating and sad for him is. He was like at the the pinnacle of his career. Sad. Disp- terrific. <laughs> Nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. But the, like he was going to do a lot of shit. Not just the things that were already in the hopper. Like he would have had like a De Niro couple of years He's where Will people Smith. were just throwing big projects at him after getting an Oscar. Yeah. And like this stuff with his like F-list wife <laughs> having sex with one of her son's friends and like making him get angry about it and go a little nuts. Mm is bleeding into him having emotional outbursts in the worst possible setting. Yeah. I Yeah, I like... It's weird to see him in this spot. Yeah. You don't want to see a guy like him lose. I used to think he was like Hitch, his character in the classic comedy, Hitch. Just the coolest man on the planet. But now I'm realizing he's more like... I can't even think of one of his fucked up characters. Deadshot? Yeah. <laughs> He's more like Just um, or a can't, can't win, but he's probably sticking it to Mar- Margot Robbie on the side. Oh. He definitely stooped her, huh? They did reportedly have a, a dalliance. If we want oh. to step into the gossip corner. Ooh. I actually <laughs> like this as a segment idea. Let's talk about that off air. Us like talking like a couple of queebs. <laughs> Let's dish. Oh my God, Melissa. We oh. both just want to do the Joan Rivers voice. And oh. I'm okay with us both doing the Joan Rivers voice for like 90 seconds of just like, did you hear that? Like, Melissa, did you hear that Oprah got a UTI? Melissa, I loved Morbius. <laughs> 10 out of 10. The turkey boys, they were right, even though they were kidding. They had to tape my eyes open to see the movie. <laughs> Speaking of... Is that a dead joke? Is that a plastic <laughs> surgery joke? I don't even know anymore. Speaking of uh, famous, funny women who are unfortunately dead, we lost uh, Estelle Harris this week, who played Mrs. Costanza on the television program Seinfeld. Are you familiar? I'm a fan, yes, in fact. That's, that's a shame. I know that... Uh, I actually thought she was dead already. I don't know if that's fucked up. Got lost in the shuffle with like B. Arthur and uh, the woman from Grandma's Boy, and like I think that's what I was like thinking a of. big mix of other older dead ladies. I'm usually good with this stuff, but when I saw that, I was like, I could have sworn both of George Costanza's fictional parents were dead, but mm. I guess not. I've kind of decided, as we mentioned, maybe on air, maybe off air. I've I'm not going to do birthdays and death days unless. Yeah we're really feeling it because yeah. it just began to feel like a chore. Mm. And so that's, I'm not covering, this is, an, she's an important death, 
But there's no need for me to talk about how, you know, the rapper Gunu was shot two weeks ago and then they embalmed him and put him into an Amiri <laughs> tracksuit and propped him up in a chair and put him on display at a nightclub mm. for all to see while partying. And then I believe the nightclub got sued because you're not really allowed to have just dead people hanging out. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, so that's Gunu, who actually, I've never heard of. I saw those pictures and I would describe them as ghoulish yeah he doesn't look good it's exactly what you'd think it would be it's someone like taxidermied and just standing there and not looking right or but we have discussed doing this for my funeral when i finally i don't know commit suicide by cop oh at outside of the encore casino in everett and you can Let's say we prop me up on the chill zone couch okay. and we parade down here everyone who has ever scorned me and make them feel guilty because I'm dead. Sounds chill. Um, let's see. Idris Elba used to sell weed to Dave Chappelle before he was on The Wire. You're going to say, oh, mang in the voice. How dare you? <laughs> Swoop. <laughs> well, I'm not now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. Fucking son Mind of reading. Um, what do you think about that? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> do you think it was good weed? I bet it was. I mean, wasn't his character on The Wire a drug dealer? Idris Elba? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think he dealt something more serious than weed, but I could see him getting mm. the good stuff. He was going method, yeah. He's a cool guy. This makes sense for him. Yeah. Like his uh, his DJ show on Netflix that never got renewed? Yep. I think you're the only person on earth who's watched that. Every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked it. I also watched uh, We Are Your Friends, the Zac Efron DJ movie. I got to go. Oh, wait. I watched that too. I'm not going to go. But uh, I saw that. I don't even know if this is real or just a bit or a meme, but there's this thing Ryan Gosling talking about the memes people make about him. He says losers and virgins make them. Did you see this? You hear about this? Uh, see? Oh, yeah, play it. Memes Let's, are so like silly. Oh, like I don't know if this in itself is a meme or if this is like a real <laughs> headline. Folks. Oh, he doesn't like them? Yeah, I know. Can you hear the heartbreak in Ang's voice, folks? Oh, this is how I felt when I saw this. That sucks. Virgins? <laughs> <laughs> I've had sex with over a hundred women, Ryan. He thinks we're fucking virgins, I'm not a, dude. Although I've never made one. I've never made one. <laughs> I Fuck. do love them, though. Yeah. And I have several photos of him down here. I have one of Place Beyond the Pines poster. I have a mm. headshot on the wall of Kings. And then I have an extra headshot that I just magneted to the fridge because I couldn't bear to throw it away. I hope he hears this and we win him back and he thinks... Him just being an undercover enough listener? Yeah. So you know what? You guys are cool sex havers, not loser virgins. You're back. And the bubble, which we'll be talking about in reviews. Oof. Wow. Yowza. Yeah. Oh, I have a... Can I read a funny tweet from a rapper? Hold on. I have a tweet. <laughs> but yes, please. NLE Rapper NLE Choppa. A word? He earlier said, I'm so healthy... I shit at least five to seven times a day. <laughs> Consistent vowel, not vowel, vowel movements mean the body is caught up to what's on the stomach currently, <laughs> not what's been bloating in you. 
Vowel movements often means healing. If you are not using the restroom at least two times a day, not good. And then he put the 100 emoji. This sounds like a rap verse. Like, I want to hear that over some dope bars. Um, I don't don't know about that. I love when people go out on a limb with a wild take. Just talking about like, I'm healthy, I'm shitting. I love that that was a tweet and then it made news. Like people picked that tweet up like, oh, that's something. Yeah. I love that Instagram, like, Rap Zone Global account, where all their bits are like, like, Gunna (laughs) lost his coupons under his, I don't know. Are any of those real stories? No. But it's it's all just very odd, uh, like, it's like that ordinary people memes thing. But with rappers. Yeah. It's like funny on this weird level. I don't, that's like, I follow that conservative account, Babylon B, and they have Not the B, and like, they have like two or three spinoffs, and like, their Twitter just got taken down for like hate speech because they made fun of the trans woman swimming i think Mm. and they're like the onion or click they're like the conservative onion yeah Yeah. and they have some good stuff sometimes and yeah they're spotty every now and then they throw out a tweet or something and i'm or or an instagram story and i'm like wait like i think they have some true things in there or at least close to it and i just get confused and then i feel dumb (laughs) he's old he's confused i've been tricked by not the onion in particular because it's the onion but i've been tricked by a few parody articles and it doesn't feel good you feel like such a dullard hate being tricked we're the ones who do the tricks Mm. dice does the fucking um i went to hooters alone (laughs) On my lunch break the other day. (laughs) He's in. (laughs) Like, oh boy, I'll have the... (laughs) I'll have the crispy wings and... In. Did you have a beer? I didn't. It was my lunch break. You not getting a beer is even funnier. Yeah. Were there any broads there? There were. Some chesty ladies? You're not even going to believe this, but my waitress had very big boobs. (laughs) What did you have? Like... Like a like I, a buffalo wing and like I did get some wings, soda and a soda pop. <laughs> so long. near near my new work, there's like this whole plaza, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Hooters. I can't remember the last time I went to one, and this seems the food like it'll is, be a good is bit. shit. Did it wasn't it, bad. Did it ruin the rest of your day? No, it's fine. I just thought the wings were dope. I feel like Parsons, Rito, and I went to Hooters like oh. the morning of or the after for lunch before the day of Monty's wedding, or maybe it was dinner the night before. Yes. And I remember Parsons got like the I want to say like Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. And I have <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're quite good here. May madam <laughs> may I have an order of the Philly cheesesteak egg rolls. Would you like to join us here? There were like these little grease balls and like there's no way he didn't tattoo the bathroom. Mm. I was laughing about the idea of like asking my waitress like, would you like to join me for lunch? I feel like that's a thing cool guys in movies do. It would, like, it would never work in real life. No, oh, I'm sorry, I'm working, and then it's un- and then it's like an that's what's called an epiphyte moment yeah. <laughs> like for the rest of the meal. That's exactly what it would be <laughs> at Hooters. You inviting her to an orchid show, <laughs> folks? If you haven't seen what we're referencing, it's the Nicolas Cage, Meryl Streep, Chris Cooper, friend of the show, Scott's idol <laughs> uh, movie adaptation, directed by Spike Jones, uh, written by Charlie Kaufman. Ooh. Good plug. Great to see. Yes. Worth plugging. I'm looking at the poster. I just read all of, all of that off of the poster. 
And not the first time I've done that with another movie. <clears throat> and my last bit of news is they're starting a Sherlock Holmes universe. Oh, come on. Over at HBO Max with two series. Robert Downey Jr. is executive producing these shows, but it's unclear if he's going to play Sherlock Holmes in either of these shows. What about Enola Holmes? Maybe bring her Oof. back? forgot that exists. There's a sequel to that coming out soon. With who, like... Greta Thunberg as Sherlock Holmes, like detecting like the environment. Greenlight. No, they, How uh, dare you? They've got Millie Bob Thornton back in the title role, and they've got what's his face playing her. What's his uh, Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill, the Superman. Yeah, is that his name? Yes. I was like, is it Harry? Henry Cavill. He's playing Sherlock Holmes in that. Harry in the Enola Holmes. I've reached the top franchise. I like him. He's handsome. Nice, nice chest. Yeah, he's a worker. Mm. But I mean, Sherlock Holmes. I'm sure we fucking threw in the obits 87 episodes ago. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes is dead to me. Yeah, I can't like, do it. Like, do you want to see another one? Mm. And he's gonna have like a Watson, and it's gonna be a whole thing. Who could they be should bothered? do a black reboot of Sherlock Holmes. Otherwise, Ooh. I'm uninterested. I think they kind of did that show Lupin. I think that's what it was, basically. Oh, was that Idris Elba? No, no, no. No, some Michael Clark Duncan and um <laughs> Matthew Perry. MCD. <clears throat> I'm tired, boss. So you think you have the whole nine yards series? Could you be together. any more dead? <laughs> In <laughs> Do you have any more news? Um that's it for me. Maybe we take a break and go see <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2? um done i actually would go see ambulance but it's not playing for two hours i feel like ambulance yeah we definitely will see that before next episode at least one of us will yeah yeah I'm, in, I'm looking at you i've been lazy with that lately i'm i do really need to see it though gonna see it. i'm like chomping at the bit for it i think, I think it's, it's gonna, gonna be dope. awesome yeah do you see jake is hosting saturday night live uh tomorrow night as well oh shit I bet that'll be good. He's funny. That uh, he is, and that may actually get me to tune in for the first time in a while because I typically can't really do SNL. Who's the musical guest? Taylor Swift. Oh, that would, that would be a hot, hot story. A scandalous booking. I cannot recall. I think hmm. it's somebody in hip hop. Oh. Um, Shaggy, perhaps. <laughs> oh, Shaggy's back. She's going to do "It Wasn't Me" three <laughs> times in a row. I'd be into that. Oh fuck, Shaggy's back, dude. <laughs> Fucking this Wales. Oh. Oh, fucking. I got All right, a, oh, oh. All right we'll be right back. Fucking. Hiya, fucking dude. dope, dude. Folks. We're back. And we just watched a little picture called. Bull. Bully. Bully. Not to be confused with the uh, CBS procedural bull that I believe is still on the air. Starring who? Like Marley Matlin and Kevin James? <laughs> yes, I do believe that that is correct. <laughs> She's deaf, he's fat. Whoa. Bull Mondays on CBS. I think the star of that got like mildly canceled because of some Eliza Dushku based uh, accusations, oh. but I guess he powered through. Which cool. guy is it again? I can't remember his name. I think 
he was the guy who used to be on NCIS, and then they gave him his own show as Bull. Oh, that blonde guy with the lips? Sure. Sounds right. I think. I'm going to look him up. The guy with the lips. Ad block. I don't have ad but yeah, block. We watched a movie called Bull, which is brand new to iTunes, a British crime thriller. Mm. Did you say that's an accurate representation? I'd say that's fair, yeah. Very British, I will Very. say. It's a movie about a character named Bull, as you Michael might Michael Weatherly. Yes, that's the guy on the And not who I was Bull. thinking of. So yeah, he's he's an enemy of the show. I think he's a bad guy. I'm out. Yeah, we're Dushku fans here. Thank you. How's it going, Nate? Friend of the show, Nate Dushku. What up, bud? But yeah, the movie we watched, Bull, Bull mysteriously returns home after a 10-year absence to seek revenge on those who double-crossed him all those years ago. This is like old boy meets Snatch. <laughs> That's kind of fair. Right? It's kind of like... It was a, like a lot of revenge movies mm. where they just kind of get into it. They're like, here's a flashback of his family being grittily killed. Now he's out of the fucking... Was he in prison or was he just... I think that they thought he was dead. Yeah. And he was not dead. And that was pretty much his whole arc, I guess. Like, not being dead. Can we me, just spoil it. No one's going to watch this. You killed all my mates. I'm going to go on a fucking... I'm going to go ahead and go on a killing spree, isn't it? Right. The ending was odd because I'm just going to, if you want to watch Bull. <laughs> Let's not spoil it right yeah, now. Who am I kidding? <laughs> it's like, the it's our, I guess, featured review, and I'm just going to give it away. Mm. Um, yeah. I liked it. It, it. The gore was cool. I typically am too stupid to understand what British people are saying, and right. I didn't feel that way about this. Cheeky lad. You're a fucking peaky blinder now, right? You guys liking my juice box noises? I'm into it. But yeah, this is the Britishisms were there. I was enjoying that part of it. That's my favorite part of anything British to see if they sneak all those words I like in. What was your favorite one that you caught? There actually weren't a lot of standouts in this one. Someone did mm. say I'm knackered at one point, <laughs> which I liked. Made me fucking have a, a little bit of a laugh. Um, but yeah, the fucking violence in this was brutal. I had to like look away at points. They were really Scotty squeamish. Yeah. Like he's cutting off people's fingers. He's did like, he cut that guy's balls open at the end? I think he cut his knee open. Mm. No, like no, a, no. That other guy on the thing. Yeah, maybe he did. I think he like remember he was like, "I'm gonna cut you from your bollocks to your arse." Bull was fucking wild in the whole. I like movie. how Bull was like an action star with some grit and also like a belly and like a normal dude body. Yeah, he was kind of like the guy from Blue Ruin, where it was right. just it was just watching like your uncle going a killing spree he's like oh this is like right i'm buying this more because this is just like a dude who seems like would do something like this yeah i liked it it was good i would never watch it again and we're not gonna spoil it but it did have like a wild twist at the end where i was like is this really happening in this movie how did you what would you rate this on letterbox three this is looking like a classic three star feature yeah out of five three out of five is such a middling number i was gonna say three and a half but Three and a half is too many. Bull, I'm sorry, you you're a three star feature. But yeah, that's Bull now on iTunes. What else did you watch? I recommended it. I took a little trip over to the theater to see the new Channing Tatum Sandra Bullock vehicle, The Lost City. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, kind of a charming little uh, rom com. This is a movie about. Uh, <laughs> 
A reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that lands them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. Take a stand. So yeah, she writes like cheesy romance adventure novels. Channing Tatum's the guy on the cover of all her books. And they get embroiled into an adventure straight out of one of her books. Does he play an idiot? He does. And guess what? He fucking crushes it. (laughs) Why does he have to be an idiot in everything? He's clearly not an idiot in real life. I think he might be. Mm. (laughs) But he's just so good. Very good. At it either way. I don't think it matters. The fox mother. Um, I like Channing. I honestly cannot name a movie that he did that was that important to me, but I, I like Foxcatcher. I was pretty sweet, I guess. And I, I really liked all those penises in magic Mike one and two. Yeah. Can't wait for that third. Oh yeah. The trilogy that we didn't own. Just rubbing myself over my pants. So it's not gay. I mean, the jump street movies what? are okay. <laughs> yeah. Those are fine. Mostly cause uh, I guess he and Jonah work well together. He's just like a dude, and he's likable, and... He's good with a lot of... I'm in on him. Him and Sandra Bullock in this movie, they were a fun duo. She's good in duo situations. That's like where she shines. Yeah. Like her with the kid from the blind side was a duo. Speed was a duo. Uh, Miss Congeniality, I don't remember (laughs) Sure, there was someone else in it. (laughs) There's, There's... She's a duo. Like That's why like you put her in Bird Box, and it doesn't work, because it was not a... You know, she was, I honestly, the movie that she did with Melissa McCarthy, The Heat, was all right, I thought. Mm. They are a good duo. Forgot about that movie. That was okay. It was okay for what it was. Yeah. Kid, it was set in Boston. That was pretty sick. Kid, there's nothing about my city that I don't know. Fuck you. Don't act like you're telling me something. Brad Pitt pops up in this movie for a good 15-minute chunk and walks away with the entire picture. Of course he does. He's in the trailer, and you can just tell that they used him for five seconds. He's good though. Like it's more than you would, more than I was imagining mm. seeing him in the trailer. I saw the trailer. I was like, I bet that we just saw every second of him on screen in this. There's a little more, and him and Channing Tatum, fun duo. Speaking of duos, they get to like bounce off each other for a bit. That uh, that girl from I think you should leave, who does the like I can't stop drinking wine, bit. Fun fact about her. Yeah, she's trans. Correct. Mm, yes. Uh-huh. nice huh she's very funny in this movie in particular she plays like the wacky Sandra Bullock's like agent or publicist or something Mm. damn scene stealer now uh oh now you watched a movie with one of them half (laughs) he she mutants in it I mean I don't know if I'd say that but I myself am disgusted at you wow Hey. And that is that is not something that I would condone on my Magnavox in my ranch. I wouldn't let, allow any of that programming. I've actually written my own Don't Say Gay Bill for the city that I live in. Oh, did you now? I did. It's eight pages, a page longer than the Florida one. Yeah. You had and some- I am. it has my full support, and I will be get, getting uh, a signature from uh, former U.S. Senator Jesse Ventura okay. to back me. Wow. That's right, Hank. Oh shit. I'm gonna sign the, the document for for the, the don't say gay bill. You and Hank are fighters. Hank and Hank I is. we go way back. We'd serve together in the Battle of the Tonkin wow. and the Bay of Pigs invasion. I had no idea that Hank was a Navy SEAL. Hank 
past all the Navy SEAL training with flying colors. He's even the first person to become a 9-11 truther and let me know about the thermite paint and the beams of the Twin Towers. Oh, wow. You guys have a whole history. It's impossible for the concrete to melt at that temperature. Okay. All right. That's it for me. I'm going (laughs) to go. Uh, But 9-11 was an inside job. Who's that? Yeah, I mean, there he goes. But, did, we, uh, did we? It's pretty hard to take anything either of those guys say seriously. Yeah, but I mean, anyway, back to the uh, the trans woman yeah. in the film that we uh, support her life mm. and that she matters. Black Lives Matter as well, despite the fact that they uh, use charity money to buy a six million dollar home <laughs> that they're going to be using for the organization. I'm sure. Wow. Oops. H- Hank's rubbing off on. Was that Hank you or was get, that me? You I'm, get Hank I'm, out it's of late. I, I don't know what. It's eight thirty. It's past my bedtime. Hank's got to go. <laughs> but yeah, this was. I think we said this about something else earlier, but for what it was, this is a pretty charming, enjoyable movie. I, th- I the trailer made it look cute. Like I'll watch it when it comes to HBO Max. Which yeah, is, like, it's a Warner Brothers, right? It's like a turkey that knows it's a turkey and it's like having fun. It's very fast paced and like watchable. I was never bored. Right. They, they keep it popping. I firmly believe that there is a time and a place and also that there's an importance to light, quick, fun, probably rom-com. Yeah. My guest Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum fall in love. Please. Yeah. It's There's a place for that. And I think it's in airplanes, it's hotel rooms, it's when your girlfriend wants to watch a movie and mm. you don't want to show her Bully with guys getting mutilated. Bully. Like if I put that movie, if I put Bully on with Lucy, she'd just be like, this is disgusting. I don't want to watch this anymore and just would go upstairs and watch The Gilded yeah. Age alone. I was thinking about doing the exact same thing. <laughs> you popping up there and just slide into the guest room with her watching Gilded Age, like a couple I mean, of maidens. I hear good things about that show. I'm a big uh, fan of uh, Carrie Coon. Fun fact, actress. actually, we were at, last year we went to Newport um, mm. for a weekend or a night and uh, we visited one of the Breakers homes on like, you know, in Newport, like they have these big old mansions and one of them was called the Marble House, which was at the time the only one that was open because we went early. Mm. And that's where they shoot the Gilded Age, the Marble wow. House. Lucy literally told me that 10 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. Fun facts. Mm-hmm. And uh, 9-11 was an inside job <laughs> orchestrated by George Bush and the uh, puppet government that he yes, was a part yes. of. But yeah, the, what was this movie called? The Lost City with uh, Sandy and mm. Chan. Never forget. Enjoyable. One thing I did notice, it has maybe more ADR lines <laughs> than any major motion picture I've ever seen before. That's always so embarrassing when you can tell. We talk about this a lot. We For do. people who don't know, anytime a character in a movie says something, but you don't see their mouth say it, if like their back's to the camera or they're off camera, it's almost always because they just added a line in, like in editing, because something's not working and they just, you know. It's very obvious if you're looking for it, and if you've seen a bunch of movies like we have. Stands for automated dialogue replacement. Yes. You can like hear it and just like tell when it's going on. It stinks, and we don't like it. It's usually when they like... I feel like they tried to make this movie more fun than it probably was through ADR. They sneak in a bunch of jokes with uh, some off-camera stuff. And, you know, not bad. Just something I noticed. And I'm going to go ahead and recommend watching this when it comes to Paramount Plus. 
probably sooner than you might think. <laughs> I love guessing where properties will end up. Sometimes it's not a guess because it's just obvious what company made it. Yeah, but it's, it's becoming more and more obvious as we go on. It's just like, oh, that'll be on that movie companies right at this point they should just give the four big ones numbers like one two three and four and it's like that's a four yeah it's channels we've worked our way back around and speaking of fucked up streaming original movies we checked out a little movie called the bubble oh god i mean wow a netflix original film directed by visionary filmmaker Judd Apatow. Judd the Dud. <laughs> I personally am not a Judd guy, notably. I like funny people. That's his only good movie. Oh, you're funny people. How about that? I mean... And freaks and geeks. Considering the fact that, like, he was, like, responsible for most of the comedies that got made for, like, a decade, maybe longer. Did he like, direct This Is The End or was it Seth? That was Seth. <laughs> That's a good movie. And yeah, like he produced that just okay. as a producer and like he directed 40-Year-Old Virgin and uh, Knocked Up. Everybody knows this. But the fact that he's now like directing, writing and directing a Netflix original, like starring his wife, one of his daughters. And Not even the one that's on Euphoria, the other one. The other one. What about another one? And it's like a pandemic movie where a bunch of actors are just... You know, like trapped on a set filming this cheese ball Hollywood blockbuster, which isn't like the worst premise for a movie, but Lucy and I shut this off together and she's her point was we just lived through two and a half years of this. Why would I want to watch a movie about COVID and lockdowns and exactly. masks? This movie should have come out a year ago. Yeah. If it was gonna come out. Mm. Like that's the equivalent of Apple's update a month ago being like, now you can unlock your phone even if you have a mask on. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't wear a mask anymore like, unless I'm at the fucking doctor. And that's literally the only place it's required. Yeah, they. this movie's a fucking disaster. Like his most recent movies haven't been great, but like the Amy Schumer and Pete Davidson movies that he directed, they have their train moments. Wreck? Yeah, Trainwreck and... What's the other? King, King of Staten Island? Yeah. They have their moments. This one is a flat-out dud. Yeah, it was very bad. It's like an over two hours comedy, like all of his movies, way too long. And it has maybe like two laughs in it the entire runtime. There's nothing better than a long comedy with no laughs that has zero <laughs> self-awareness whatsoever. Yeah. And a hodgepodge cast eked out onto a streaming service like with zero fanfare yeah and then everyone you know watches it and hates it and then you try to watch it which is pretty much my story with that movie i heard like four people say it was bad and it is a waste of a good cast friend of the show david duchovny does what he can to salvage this picture but Honestly, it's beyond saving i was gonna say he is the only part of the movie that's awesome yeah he's great as he is in everything and I'm not just saying this because Sam and David know each other. Our lovely producer, Sam. Yeah. I'm really not. I am pandering because I am a coward and a shill. But I'm I will being, say I'm being that real, he's, great, seen he's Duke, great in everything. I haven't seen him in anything in forever. It was nice to just see him in a movie. I was like, why aren't you in more stuff? I watched every season of Californication and loved it. 
Mm. And he's just one of those guys that like you see him and it brings you back to that. It's like seeing Vince Vaughn and things. Like I just appreciate his presence. Yeah. And uh, David's going to do the show. That's the goal. But David, I get that you'd want to do a Judd Apatow movie, but maybe they should have given David a media role and eliminated COVID from the plot line. Yeah, because there's a bunch of funny people in this movie, but they just have nothing to... Keegan-Michael Key has had... It's it's funny how like he and Jordan Peele started out together doing Keegan and Peele. I mean, obviously they did like UCB and all that prior, mm. but I mean, they both you know were funny comedian sketch guys. And now Jordan Peele is looked at as like this visionary director where every movie that he's put out is like a home run. And Keegan-Michael Key is like a visionary turkey sidecar. Right. He did like Friends from College for two seasons wow. and now this. Wow, is that show forgettable? Holy I liked shit. it. Yeah, it was fun. I thought it was fun. And yeah, like Ben Savage or Fred Savage. There's a scene in this movie where Judd Apatow is directing his daughter doing like a TikTok like butt dance with a CGI dinosaur. And it's just like it's like, what is this satire? Like on what level is this anything? Like, I'm also picturing uh Charlie Day doing the butt dance from <laughs> Butt Dance. <laughs> Always sunny that butt, butt, butt. Yeah, that's a good bit. Funny. But yeah, like, and this movie had several, like, lifeless dance sequences where it's just like, why is this happening? Everyone's dancing? Like, this Fred Armisen shows up and, like, does everything he can to try to get a bit going, and it just doesn't really... Fred Fred Armisen often feels like he's in a failing, like, improvised Portlandia sketch that's going nowhere. Ooh. And he's just sort of, like... It's almost like a sinking ship, and he's just grasping at anything. I'm kind of in on him, but that's probably I like him. I just, he does a lot. He'll be like the funniest guy or the least funny guy. That's fair. Him doing, like, the funniest thing I can think of that he's done is when he came on to the Howard Stern birthday show, and he did Blackbird by the Beatles, but slightly off key. Yeah, he's like trying to start playing it the whole time. It's very funny. He's like not even, like, he's like almost okay. And mm. like almost good, really. It's like not just slightly off. Yeah, he actually has a Netflix special that's about like him playing the drums that I thought was going to be a big turkey. And it's actually pretty funny. Huh. If you just type Fred Armisen in, I can't remember the name. Actually, I think it's Stand Up for Drummers. Maybe. I feel like you were going deep some night watching that, <laughs> like down in the nook, like with the Xbox whirring. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll try this. It's pretty accurate. But yeah, that is The Bubble. It's now on Netflix. It's very, very bad. Have you watched any of The Ultimatum also on Netflix? The new show from the creators of Love is Blind with Vanessa and Nick Lachey. Oh, word? The Ultimatum is a show where they line up a bunch of couples and they're young 20, 30-somethings and they come in and one of them wants to get married and the other one says they're not ready. So they say, all right, listen, we're all going to split you guys up. We're going to shuffle the couples around. You're going to live with the other person for three weeks and you either get married to the person you came in with or you do with something else. Mm. It's like, that's the ultimatum. And wow. it's just literally like a recipe for people to get angry. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a show. It's a show. <laughs> I'm like two episodes in and I am loving it. Interesting. But you know, I like my trash. Yeah. They churn out those reality shows. Oh, yeah. I haven't even heard of this one. They don't even give the other ones time to cool off before they rip off another one with the exact same people involved. Yeah. It's like, oh, Nick Lachey's just back at it again hosting. 
He probably shot all of them in a weekend and then just like roared them all out to although they claim they're like we've been here for three weeks so it's like have you really or are you just saying that yeah who would have thought nick lachey would still be around at this moment in time getting work i'm happy about it oh shit he's handsome (laughs) he's hanging in there with the oh three haircut too which i appreciate he's still rocking the petty oh yeah i mean he's a visionary artist who could forget 98 degrees and all their great tracks i can't think of a single one but i know i love them all yeah i can't either they were definitely huh, the worst. Huh, Nick Lachey. Huh, huh. Definitely the worst of all those boy bands of that era. I would say it's five. But yeah, what is that show called again? It is um the or the ultimatum. No, it's ultimatum. Ooh. The born ultimatum, kid. <sighs> Fucking I only like the ones with Jeremy Renner in it. <laughs> I'm I'm only into the Renniverse. But that's all I watched, pretty much, beyond, you know. We've been actually we have gotten into Servant, the M Night Shyamalan show that's mm. in its third season on Apple TV Plus. Yes. It's weird as fuck, and it's one of those shows that's like so well done, but like also so bad at the same time. Mm. Classic M Night, and I have no idea who or how I would recommend this show. Yeah, like, that's. I don't even know if you'd like it. I watched one episode when it first came out, and it didn't really grab me. But I mean, if you're in there, I'll try to give it a go. We're. Their new episodes are coming out every Friday on Apple TV Plus for the third season, and I think we're almost caught up. Servant. That is Servant. It's a show about like a, I don't even know how to not spoil it, but it's classic like weird M. Night. I'm waiting for the big twist. We'll put it that way. The setup in the first episode is like a woman gets hired to be a nanny for this couple, and then when she gets there, the baby is fake. And the mother like has all sorts of issues, and it's like a weird, creepy. Right. The scene. baby, the real baby, died, and the mother's freaked out, and, like dissociated, and thinks this fake baby is real. Mm. And then it goes from there, and it things change, and it's workish. I'll get back. Succeed in, there. in the end, <laughs> for M Night's sake, if nothing else. It is time to take a stand. Speaking of M Night, one of the stars of one of his best movies, The Happening. Can't wait. Mark Wahlberg. I just saw this. I, I couldn't wait to bring it up. Uh, he has his own Catholic app now, where you hey, can. Hey, how you doing? You can join. You can atone for your sins like blinding Asians. You can join Father Stu in prayer only on the Hallo app. Did you realize he had a big gain for Father Stu, and he's already lost it? Hey, I put on some weight. Hey, I put on thirty pounds. It was a lot on me. I ate nothing but the tater tots at Wahlburgers for 79 days in a row. I feel like you're going to have a lot of good social media content surrounding this Catholic app, and I'm happy <laughs> I'm happy that it exists for that reason. Thank you. The Jeremy Renner app getting taken down because of him getting like basically bullied, bully, <laughs> was sad. Yeah, like because people, sad. People bitted it into oblivion oh, yeah. to the point where it's like, I think I have to shut my app down. People are roasting me too hard. And that's exactly what's going to happen with the Halo app, which I'm promoting for people to destroy in a Renner-like fashion. I'll be on there listening to prayers from Mark Wahlberg. And I think that's it. Uh, I've had enough. That's enough. I mean, we're going to check out that new show, Tokyo Vice, on HBO Max to talk about next week on the program. From friend of the show, Michael Mann. Yes, legendary director who hasn't made anything in some time. So the fact that he's like involved in this show is notable. 
You know, he did Heat, Collateral, Thief. People know his work, I'm sure. Also, Miami Vice. When they first announced Tokyo Vice, I was like, is this just going to be Miami Vice, but like with people from Tokyo? That sounds dope. Ansel Elgort, like, I'm not canceled, guys. That fucking creep. I didn't forget. What are your plugs? I mean... Ankfit.com. Yeah, why don't you shoot us an email enough to podcast gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow our individual accounts, Skip Season and Ankner or Ankfit. Uh, Ank underscore fit and A N K N E R, both on uh, the internet. In. And you can check out the South Shore Boys podcast, as always. The you most guys rec- recording tomorrow? We are. The most recent episode that just went up had uh, Logan took his mic into the bathroom and did a poo on the pod while we were like talking to him. It's pretty wild. Check like it out, with folks. the wire? Yeah. Huh. It's fun. And you can hear the sounds of the shit? No, he's just like on the toilet doing the pod. It's not like gross, even though it sounds gross. Hmm. We just have a laugh. What inspired about it. that? That's like something I would imagine doing. It was inspired by the fact that he just had to go. We had the diarrhea episode, if you recall. (laughs) So I guess you could say that was my bit. Who could forget? Do you remember the diarrhea episode? That was early on. I do. It's literally titled the diarrhea episode, if you want to hear it. It's I had diarrhea in the middle of the show. (laughs) It's it's just that. Spoiler alert. So I'm going to say I'm in, and I support that behavior. Hell yeah. And yeah, the, check that out. And I think I already did all the other ones. Maybe that's enough. Have a good one, everybody. Folks, have a good one. Monty's internet is really slow. Mm.